0: rare life media what does it mean to be completely healthy welcome to the podcast where you'll find encouraging stories to help us focus on all layers of our health the mental the physical the emotional the spiritual i'm monica patton and these are the parts of us In today's episode, I talk with Julie Smith, co-founder of the SAM Foundation. We discuss the importance of suicide awareness, how to identify and respond to warning signs in your loved ones, and her hopes for the future of the foundation and mental health awareness. I hope you find this conversation insightful. Hey, Julie, so good to see you.
1: Hi, Monica. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for joining me on the podcast. I'm I'm glad to finally see you face to face. We've just we've just yes, texted we so far and been in contact, but face to face, Zoom style. I guess I guess it's not technically face to face, but it's the next best <laughs> thing, right?
1: It is these days. Yes, So yes. It's what we got. It's what we got. Yes, yes. But like being able to be in Georgia and you be in Alabama, I really, I do like that. Um, we have that ability. That is uh, nice.
0: It really, it really is. Okay, so Julie, yeah. really, let's just get going with it. If you're ready. Um, so you are the co-founder of Sam Foundation, capital S, capital A, capital M. Um, could you tell us what the foundation is about and for, and how you got started, just the beginnings.
1: For sure. Well, I'm going to start with just what you just said, capital S, capital A, capital M. Well, that is obviously, uh, it spells Sam, but um, and that is my brother. Um, Nicole and I lost him, our brother, to suicide in 2002. And um, I wanted the foundation um, to be in an honor and in memory of him, uh, so, it was very important for us to use his name, Sam, but we also wanted it to uh, kind of coincide and be an acronym for suicide prevention. Um, and so uh, I came up with suicide awareness means dot, dot, dot hope. Um, because when it comes to suicide uh, and what we've learned uh, through all of our training and research, is um, truly suicide occurs when there is no hope left. And um, so it was very important for me and for us as a foundation to really focus on that word and on what that means and, and to really infuse a lot more hope into our communities and as the beginnings of preventing suicide. So Sam, of course, is the reason we um, created the foundation, and an unfortunate reason, because um, it was a horrible tragedy um, for our family. And um, we just really, it, it helped us, I guess, make sense of the tragedy for ourselves as a family and, and just and personally too, individually for myself. Um, it really, the foundation really helped me begin grieving, believe it or not, a million years later um, and helped me understand Sam more honestly and, and mental illness and the, the work that we have to do truly to prevent this tragedy in other families.
0: Wow. That's wonderful that you've, I can't imagine, like I cannot imagine what you've been through, but what you're taking. And like you said, learning yourself, part of your healing and hoping, hope to be part of other people's healing as well. Um, when did y'all start it? What, how far, how, like how far back? I know it's been around a while.
1: Um, well, it, it's, not as long, really, as you would think, though. We've, we've been able to accomplish a lot in a short amount of time. It's, uh, we started in 2017 um, because it was a, a lot of training and research and really just forming of the corporation in general. Um, so it took a good year for that. And um, then we started hitting the ground probably more around 2018 on um, training as many people as possible in suicide prevention uh, evidence-based suicide prevention trainings.
0: So, who all have you trained? Like, what's what some what some organizations or uh, businesses? I and mean, who are some? What's some examples of that y'all have done?
1: Sure. And uh, again, the foundation. I really didn't give you my our mission statement, but it is to uh, prevent suicide through uh, public education and awareness, um, and to become a resource for those who have been affected by suicide as well as um, you know, change the way our communities view mental health. Um, so, with all of that in mind, um, we came up with different programs in order to complete that mission. And the most important uh, program for me is the education piece it's to educate, it's to educate our communities in suicide prevention. Um, and, and that is gatekeeper tra- training. And what a gatekeeper is, mainly uh, what that means, is you are metaphorically speaking opening the door between a suicidal individual and a uh, mental health professional so we are training as many people as we can to be a gatekeeper um, one of our trainings are is called qPR and it is deliberately uh, meant to sound like CPR um, I like to point this out because what we're doing is we're teaching a life-saving skill and before you know CPR was created or invented you know thousands of people died without that life and this to me is the exact same um we are teaching people how to intervene in a crisis and and get help um immediately for that person um we've trained um you know school teachers school counselors um nurses first responders and honestly most the most important part of uh piece of or that I have taking on I guess right now personally that I feel is so important is training our mental health professionals um, because only uh, 50% of mental health professionals are actually uh, confident in taking a suicidal individual. So that is, is heartbreaking to me and startling and, and frightening um, because we can't train you know all of our communities in this life-saving skill if they don't have somewhere to um, take their, you know, person in crisis. Um, so, it's very important to me to be uh, training as many mental health professionals as possible. We have a great program called AMSR, assessing and managing suicide risk in patients, um, and that is um, is a great program on helping rectify that problem and really equipping our mental health professionals with a lot of um, knowledge that helps them feel more confident.
0: Wow! So y'all, y'all are really. Y'all have tapped into um, just a real need. It sounds like. I mean, you just assume all mental health professionals when you when you hear that you think, oh, they can handle anything. They're 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 trained for anything. So, how did you realize that? How did y'all get to that point of realizing? Well, wow, so our mental health professionals are not either comfortable or trained well for
1: that. Um, <clears throat> we were. Worked with um, a professional, Tony Watkins. He is a licensed marriage uh, uh, therapist, um, and he's also uh, worked very intently uh, with zero suicide out of Kentucky and very uh, high leadership positions there. Don't know exactly what his title is today, Um, but. They are the ones who actually roll out this AMSR program um, that is recognized by everyone in the uh, suicide prevention community. It's evidence-based and, and, and through, you know, true just research and statistics and showing that mental health professionals, um, you know, like I said, only 50% feel equipped um and i agree I, I before i found out this information i was like well why aren't you you know being trained on that and you know in school and in through your education and through your programs and of course i'm sure there are some that um like i said there are 50% that do so i'm sure mm-hmm. there's some that right. are getting that edu- edu- education more and maybe specializing in that field um but others might just be you know constantly shying away from it but um but yes i would think that that would be um a a standard in, in mental health is to feel confident, uh, to be able to intervene in in when someone is suffering that, you know, suicidal. Right. Um, so anyway, but yes, we are, we are trying our best to make sure that all populations are educated in, um, warning signs and risk factors and, and truly just what to do, Um, When you are able to recognize that, because the more knowledge you have, more education you have on suicide, and again, the risk factors and warning signs and um, what could lead to a a person to feel suicidal, um, the more equipped you're going to feel to be able to intervene.
0: Um, Absolutely. Knowledge is power. No.
1: Yeah. Yes, absolutely.
0: So did y'all have a model that, or was there another foundation or anything that y'all were looking to, to, I guess, model by or imitate? Or did you just well, really start from scratch?
1: Well, I mean, we, of course, researched, you know, mm-hmm. whatever other um, foundations were doing, as well as just, you know, our nation, our uh, uh, nationally recognized um, prevention strategies. Um, we uh, definitely you know, researched and, and educated ourselves on what was out there. And um, there's another wonderful organization called the Jason Foundation. Um, they're based out of Tennessee and um, they lost, uh, you know, the parents began that organization. Uh, they lost their son, Jason, to uh, suicide when he was, uh, I believe, 16. Um, and they're the leading organization named youth suicide. Um, so we really, we partner with them. We uh, we took all of their uh, training courses as well. They have a great online training program for anyone that is wants to just go and peruse their website. Um, they're all online, and you can take all of their courses online. Um, it's fabulous uh, programs. Um, so and and uh, so we followed a lot of their strategies, mm-hmm. but but ours um, our foundation. The I guess the way that it differs is that we are truly. Uh, focused on educating all populations, all groups of, of members of the community, um, whether it comes to your average person like you and I that are just, um, you know, advocates in the community that want to do something or just want to equip ourselves with, you know, the knowledge and power to m- m- look out for our loved ones and our coworkers and our family and friends, um, and, or all the way up to, like I said before, to um, mental health professionals, but in between that includes, you know, teachers and first responders and um, medical field, you know, people who, practitioners. Um, so every aspect, because we, we have different trainings at different levels for all of those um, people in the field, basically, uh, or members of the community.
0: Yeah, I like that. So that's idea. how
1: we, that's how we differ.
0: I for. got you. Okay. The KPR training. So that is just for anyone I mean that could be like you said just regular person in the community because why we need that as I'm hearing you talk is because by the time we get to professional we may not make it to professional that person may not make it to professional but as a mom as a sister as a dad uh, friend you know seeing these signs for ourselves and like you might see it but not know what to do so that is that's 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 powerful that's that's incredible that y'all are just really, um, you know, in, equipping, I guess, just the regular person you could say with that Absolutely. knowledge. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I mean, like, you don't know what resources you have out there and we actually do have a lot of resources and it, 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 it as easy as maybe just picking up the phone and calling, you know, the suicide hotline, you know, and, and letting people know that there, this resource is out there and it's available to you and, you and soon, it's actually going to be nine eight eight. It's not going to be this long, you know, number that I have to look out and get out my resource oh. guide for. It's going to be um, just nine eight eight by uh, summer, this coming summer, twenty twenty two. So we're so thrilled to be uh, watching that, and we're we're truly taking a part of that as well in the state of Alabama on um, how that how that is going to be sustained and funded by being a part of coalition group. Um, uh, that is working on that as well. That's great. The foundation, we, we as a foundation, we also do things like that. Um, I, I touched on the education piece, uh-huh. but we're very, very involved in, um, legislative dealing and, and meeting with legislators, speaking with legislators in Alabama. Uh, we were very involved in the creation of the suicide prevention network of Alabama, which is really still in the process of creation. Um, we're um, working on the bylaws for that because uh, that, that is a foundation within itself. It will be a 501c3 as well, SBNA. And um, so we're just involved in that and very much active uh, participant in making sure that this um, network is up and running and a great another great resource for Alabama and that the whole state is just talking, each region is talking to each other, sharing resources and, and making sure that... Um, our public is is just getting the mental health treatment and resources that they need throughout the state of Alabama, because Alabama actually has a higher rate of suicide than the national average,
0: um, which
1: is another That's concerning. Yes.
0: Yes. So that's hopeful. So there's, there's some hopeful things coming down the pipe of, yeah, that y'all have been a part of.
1: Absolutely. Um, One big piece of concern that I have uh, personally for Alabama is that um, we've been operating out of a grant called the Garrett Lee Smith Grant, and that grant is actually expiring um, this month. And uh, so Al- Alabama has zero suicide prevention funding in their state budget, as opposed to other states that might have millions. Um, so that is a travesty and a shame, and we really um, need to encourage everyone to uh, reach out to your. Um, your representatives to uh, in your district to um, ask for uh, suicide prevention funding um, because, you know, we're going to work hard and we're going to continue to lobby for that and advocate for that um, with legislators. But it would be great if um, anyone who's listening or any kind of um, influence that anyone has to reach out and um, ask and really truly demand for that um, in our state budget um I mean we 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 modeled actually this uh, SPNA after Tennessee Tennessee has an amazing um, uh, suicide prevention network um, here in Georgia because um, we we work, Sam Foundation works in Georgia as well it has a pretty decent uh, network but Tennessee was just a really truly wonderful model and they have at least uh, I don't know their exact number of budget uh, in there but I think it's like 13 million actually I don't know it's in the it's in the million dollar range, millions. Um, so I need to uh, find out for sure. But it's just a shame that um, that any state at this point, when suicide is a leading cause of death, that there would not be any, um, you know, uh, funding in our budget.
0: Why do you think that is?
1: Um, it's just uh, I I don't really know for sure, except for the you know we're still c- trying to catch up on. On, on the stigma of suicide mm. and of, of mental illness. Um, I think that we're making great progress there. I do. Um, but there's still a lot of work to be done. And, and people are still uh, ashamed of, of saying that their loved one died by suicide. And, and, I, and that's, you know, I know we talked earlier that, that that's what I've learned uh, so much uh, when it comes to the creation of the foundation and my work with it. Is that, you know, Sam, he died by, uh, he he, he, uh, he fell to his devastating illness, just like um, someone would fall to cancer um, or, or, you know, complications with diabetes. I mean, it's, it's not any different. Um, they lost their battle um, because we're still going to have those that are going to um, devastatingly going to lose their battle with mental illness. Um, that's going to happen sometimes. One out of ten, it still happens, um, <clears throat> but that means that there are nine people that it, where it can be prevented, and that's where we come in. But um, back to your question, it's it. I do believe it. Uh, it's still we have catching up to do on stigma, reducing that, making talking about suicide and mental health and mental illness normal.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a big part of that is is bringing the shame, taking the shame away and and it once again comes back to education and Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know the fact that you're able to move past that and the the sweet family in Tennessee move past that shame and wow the work that they're that you all are doing and hopefully you can get some other people on board and talking about Alabama I know you're in Georgia uh how is how is Georgia as opposed to Alabama. And do you have any representatives, anyone in either state that you feel that are, are passionate and seem to be on board with your mission?
1: Absolutely. Um, Georgia, honestly, I, we have, because we have so much work to do in Alabama and um, we, like again, we work in both states. I've had less to do. I I've focused more of my efforts on Alabama right now. Um, we still work here in Georgia. Absolutely. Like, meaning I, I have an AMSR training when I was talking about the mental health professional training, you know, that's September 29th. Um, so uh, there's in lots of QPRs here, done assist trainings, done lots of trainings here, but I haven't worried as much when it comes to funding or legislators or I haven't really gotten involved Um with Georgia's uh, work there, because they have a, a they, we have enough going on here that I've, I'm not desperate yet. There's still work to be done everywhere, but um, I, I, there's so much work to be done in Alabama when it comes to the funding and the the network that that I spoke of. Um, it's just taken up a lot of our time. Um, Nathaniel Ledbetter he is the speaker of the caucus or no leader sorry leader of caucus um, he is a great champion for mental health he is um, uh, definitely I would call him one of our allies that we are working with in order in hopes of um, you know continuing to increase the knowledge education and most importantly funding in Alabama um, but he was critical in getting some mobile crisis units um, Uh, employed basically throughout Alabama, I think there's about three or four in uh, the different regions, um, mental health crisis uh, mobile units that will be um, implemented soon.
0: Oh, great. And I'm thinking right now, of all the times, do we need mental health support? Right? Just this past year has, I'm sure, been so devastating. And I don't know statistics, and maybe you do, but I suspect there has been a lot. I have talked to other counselors. There have been a lot more issues in the offices, and and I suspect suicide. And like that's that's just the worst case scenario. But even before that, you know, people are still like you said. It's it's an it's an illness and it's a struggle that you know that with what you're with what y'all are doing, it will. You just don't want to lead lead it there. It can stop. It can be helped. It can be managed and coped with and so
1: yeah that's, that's it can it, it it is it can be preventable like I always I say that it can be because again like I said one out of ten you can do be doing everything right mm-hmm. and then and unfortunately they will lose their battle with their right. illness right. but Yes, there is when intervened and and when gotten given the treatment that is so desperately needed or just the diagnosis that's desperately needed, it can be prevented. Um, um, There's so many, you know, these are the types of things you would learn in our training. So many statistics that that lead us to to believe that there is hope, um, you know, just by having the knowledge that at least um, you know, around 47% of people see a mental health professional within 60 days before their um, completed suicide um, or they will see their uh, primary care physician. So when we are trained uh, to, and educated on looking out for those signs, um, well, and then, you know, and, and you're more educated on the risk factors around it and, you know, the whole picture of what might be going on with someone, you're going to be recognizing these signs earlier and, and be able to um, put together that there's a crisis forming here and we need to intervene.
0: Speaking of signs and warnings, what are some of those signs and warnings to look out for? Um,
1: Yes. Well, um, things such as uh, just isolating yourself um, from friends and family um, could be, uh, you know, major life uh, instances that happen, such as, um, you know, a divorce or a death in the family um, or just a death in general of someone close, uh, the lo- a loss, a loss of even a cherished therapist or teacher, Um uh, maybe a loss of financial security, um, of course, a, a diagnosis of maybe even a um, life-altering illness of any kind, um, of course, a, a mental illness, a diagnosis of depression or anxiety, or of course, bipolar. Um, bipolar, you're at much greater risk of suicide having suicide in your, you know, family, uh, in your family history, or just knowing a a loved one at all, puts you at greater risk, um, drug and alcohol abuse. Uh, I mean, again, there's, you know, there's so many, Mm uh, yeah, I mean, we could talk about that. And and again, that is what we talk about. We really dig deep into it in our trainings and, um, and then we just infuse you with the, you know, the hope on, on, on what, you know, that, that, there is hope there, that there is treatment available, that um, there might be medication available. I mean, depending on the, the case um, it's about recognizing it and then having the courage to intervene. Our, I love to always share too that like even our, um, our, I mentioned earlier, Tony Watkins, our uh, master trainer and uh, educator, he um, has uh, intervened at least twice in strangers and airports. To where he was just striking up conversations and realizing that, you know, because he is so well versed on it at this point, and and even I, it becomes very, uh, very easy to determine some suicidal communication. Um, And he um, recognized it and began, I call it QPRing her. He began to um, do what he needed to do to um, find out if that was what was going on with her, if that was her plan and he was correct. And then he, um, got her back to her family and, and saved her life. Um, she was in, she was in an airport about to go back to her house to complete her suicide when she had just said goodbye to her family. That right there is another warning sign is tying up, you know, um, tying up your affairs, you know, putting your affairs in order. And, and saying your goodbyes, um, maybe you know, get coming up with a will or um, giving away prized possessions. Um, th- those are all indicators that um, someone has has a plan, mm-hmm. and they um, are going could possibly complete it. And and another thing, I think you mentioned earlier about um, how it's really just about getting the patient or the, the person suffering to treatment or to a mental health professional. And and that how it can be prevented. Uh, Another reason we know that um, there's uh, several studies on this, but one in particular that I love is Kevin Hines. He is a huge force in suicide prevention community as well. He um, attempted suicide by jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, and that is a very popular place. Every country generally has an iconic place where people will die by suicide, and in the United States, it's the Golden Gate Bridge, and So he, I always show his video in, in, in as many trainings as I can, because it's so powerful. Um, he talks about how he, um, was on the bridge and the minute that he put his hands on the rail and the minute that he, you know, boosted off of that rail and let go of it, it was an instant regret. He instantly regretted what he was doing and, and he was, he survived that fall, um, and he interviewed um, the, all the other survivors that he could find and that were willing to talk to him at that time. And every single survivor said the exact same thing, that they instantly regretted it. So that tells us that that suicidal um, people, they, they do not want to die. They just want the pain to go away. Right, right.
0: Which would help us, I feel like, just give us more, you know, There's so much misunderstanding or lack of knowledge, I guess, like, you know, goes back to education and you just there's judgment with it. I feel like sometimes like, oh, why would why would they do that? Why would they leave their family? Why would you? And if you think about it like that is they're in pain and it's just that's what they that's what they feel like they had to do to get in pain. And I feel like if that doesn't make you just, you know, that just breaks your heart and you think what? You know, wow, the, the amount of pain, like you said, most people, who wants to die? You know, who does? But um, that is an it's interesting, you, powerful
1: story. Yeah, you can't, um, you cannot put words to describe bipolar depression as well as just clinical depression. That is a, the, the deepest kind of pain that that no one should ever judge. Because I can't imagine. I've I've been honestly. I feel gifted that I have been able to feel that even just for an instant. Um, because I have from trauma, but only for an instant, and that pain is so unbearable to 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 notice or to feel like I would have that for long periods of time. Um, I couldn't imagine getting out of that pain. And now it's possible, obviously you can, and you, you can do that. Right. But when you're in it, that's the thing. You need a team of professionals as well as support to get you out of that pain. So judging someone who has lost that battle with their pain is 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 another tragedy. Yeah. Because that is is keeping us from reaching those. Individuals who are suffering so badly, I could never in a million years judge my brother at this point, never in a million years after what I know now and I did I, and I did at the time there was anger there was it was how could you do this and you we now have lost a lifetime with you and now I see it so differently
0: well you I think when you're in that kind of pain, you think about how strong someone is to just be able to manage that every day. And then finally, they're just tired,
1: right? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's... Again, I can't imagine the 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 work it takes to get out of there. And mm-hmm. you can't do it alone.
0: Uh-huh, right. So I think what is so huge, what, what the Sound Foundation is bringing to the table is you're not alone. There is help. It it can be helped, not always, but we can try and there's so much work to be done. I, I think back to your graphic that, I love your graphic for the foundation that says, it, it says hope on it. I feel like that's what it comes down to and that's what you said your mission. I mean, just to, to spread at the end of the day, it comes down to hope. What gives you hope for the future, for not only to prevent suicide, but just for mental health awareness. What are the things that you have seen? And, I mean, you have mentioned the, the the work that has been done, which is, ama- which is amazing. But what are some what 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 some hope? What is some goals that you have for the future for your foundation?
1: Um. Yeah, I I, th- I have spoken a lot on I think already about what um. Gives me hope, or how we give hope to the community um, through just the education and awareness, um, and and I do. I talk a lot about you know what what happens when hope is gone, because that's what needs to happen is the connection between um, our communities and the suicidal individual is that they've lost all hope. So it's in it, in to give the communities hope is by educating them on it. So that that is what gives me hope is by educating others on on all of this. <laughs> on absolutely all of it, yeah, on yeah. on the stigma, on mental health, on suicide, on mental illness, um, you know, because those are all different things. Um, they're all very, they all, but they all can somewhat that um, they can all lead to a suicidal crisis, because uh, you know, right, you, you right. Know? So. Um, so, but, so I, we have so much more work to do on that is is just to continuing to, so the hope for us and the hope for our future as a foundation is to continue to uh, train and, and gather as many gatekeepers as possible in conjunction with our mental health professionals and um, in hopes of reducing uh, suicide. I mean, one, there's one every 11 minutes in our nation. Um I don't know. Uh, we're we are going to convene uh, soon uh, uh, for a staff retreat to work on our five years five year goals because they have changed. I I have wanted um, a, a resource center, a, a facility where we could um, come and and be have all of these trainings in one place, and maybe you know be bringing people from all over the country to this uh, center to educate, um, again, just c- c- just to be able to have a, a, a wider range of, of uh, reach, I guess, a wider reach on, on reaching as many people as we possibly can. Now we have started some um, more in depth social media marketing and work there. Um, uh, Google actually has a grant for nonprofits that we've been able to utilize. And um, through that, I, I'm we are reaching people from all over because we we are able to do virtual trainings, and uh, especially for QPR, that's an easy one to do virtually. And I'm getting registrations now from people from Ohio and Texas and even Alaska. Um, so I, I find that very hopeful and promising, and just really beautiful um, that it's happening that people all over are are willing to. Uh, be a part of the the strategy to to prevent it, to prevent suicide, and to make change. So I'm I'm thrilled about that. That is that's really really awesome.
0: Wow! So it sounds like you've got you've got a lot of things to coming up. That's different, and I'm glad to hear I'm glad to hear of the the trainings and the retreat center. That's that sounds really really good. So if someone wants to support your calls, maybe has concerns about a loved one, just tell us how, for either reason, how we can find you through social media, um, elsewhere, want to sign up for one of your workshops that you were just mentioning, trainings tell us how to find you. Yes,
1: I would go to In your foundation. I would go to our website it would be the best place to find out all this information. You could uh, find our social media um, outlets on there as well as to connect there. You could connect through our newsletter all through our website um, and just again find out everything about us through our website as well, but we'd really love for you to follow us on social media for sure on Instagram and Facebook and you can find our handles on on our website which is samfound.org. The samfound.org. And then, um, and and to support us uh, and to sign up for uh, trainings, you would also do that through our website. So at the at the top of our homepage, there's a virtual training um, sign up page. On um, and it, right now, that's basically where we just have virtual trainings going on. Besides, well, actually, we we were going to do the AMSA training in person, but now we have. Uh, Decided to do that virtually as well because of the uptick in all the cases. It's hard to social distance in some spaces. So um, we've had to transfer that to a a virtual training as well. But um, basically, go to our website. Uh, You can even donate to us on our website. I, I think the most important thing I have not mentioned is that we offer all of these trainings at no cost. Um, so we do not want there to be any barrier between uh, a person and receiving this education. Um, some of these trainings uh, are extremely expensive. So it's, it would be fabulous if um, we could get more financial support, more ongoing donors. Um, and again, there's you just go to our website. You can even email us um, at info at uh, uh, And again, just go to our website and send us information there. If you want more information, you can email us through there.
0: Great. And you had mentioned Nathaniel Ledbetter. Would would he be the person to contact with, you know, just talking about the the need for funding specifically in Alabama? Would he be who, – who should we reach out to? Who would you recommend to reach out to support? Yeah, you
1: can reach out to um, Nathaniel, Mr. Led, uh, Leader Ledbetter for sure. Um, as well as your representative that's in your district. I mean, I think mm-hmm. just the more the yeah. more of them that are aware of this problem. Honestly, every every lawmaker should be aware of the issue. Um, and so, I would reach out to as many as you can. Um, and again, just your district would probably be the most logical. Um, just let them know that this is not okay. It's not okay that we have no um, suicide prevention funding in the state of Alabama.
0: Well thank you so much Julie for your work and your dedication and your commitment to to this cause because of your brother and for so you're going to help and I know you've helped so many so many people from from your tragedy and I know you've benefited my community and and it's going beyond so thank you for doing that and I wish you well as you continue.
1: Oh well thank you so much. We we love what we do. It can be hard at times. We do get a lot of we're reminded daily on on a lot of suffering. Um many people you know reach out to us on a regular basis for help. So it it can be very difficult, but it is extremely important and we're not we're not going to stop. We're not going to give up and we have Feel Sam with us supporting us this whole way. So
0: Thank you so much, Julie. You're a wonderful person. Hope you have a nice day.
1: Thank you. You too. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. This has been a production of Rare Life Media. This podcast represents the views and opinions of Monica Patton and her guests. Its content is presented for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only and should not be taken as medical, psychological, or legal advice. Please contact a professional for specific questions. This content does not represent any place of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information shared is accurate, comments, suggestions, or correction of errors are welcome.